0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Peter Gabbit Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Timothy Hankst, and today is September 13th, 2020, which means I'm on day 274 in a row of 365 promised episodes. It brings you unedited, unscripted, improv, news, movies, music, sports, food, entertainment, and all things except politics. The sports world laughed as the Houston Rockets failed to win a second game in a series against the Lakers in which they started out with an amazing first game win, just like the Portland Trailblazers did against the Lakers. And of course, after that, the Lakers performed what is known as a gentleman's sweep, finishing off the fifth game yesterday with a blowout an absolute obliteration of the Houston Rockets team. They were embarrassed. They were terrible. Their coach was pissed. And the Lakers move on to the Western Conference Finals with ease. Now, based on today and the results of the game between the L.A. Clippers and the Denver Nuggets, we will possibly see a step closer to who will play the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. And I certainly hope it's an L.A. versus L.A. scenario because I just do not see the Denver Nuggets standing a chance against the way the Lakers are playing, especially against a team like Houston, who I thought had a way better opportunity than they proved while getting beaten so badly in each and every one of their losses I'm embarrassed for James Harden and Russell Westbrook. Westbrook got into it with Rajon Rondo's brother, apparently, yesterday. And you know what? Westbrook is an embarrassment to the NBA. He claims everything he does now is for the children and to set a good example for them. Well, then why do you complain about every call and get in the faces of the other players starting fights and screaming at referees like a little baby. Way to set an example, Westbrick. You're garbage. And so are the Rockets. UFC Fight Night Live last night saw Michelle Watterson beat Angela Hill by decision in the main event. I didn't get a chance to watch it, but you know what? When I see a decision win... For the main event, I don't feel bad about missing the fight. There's been very few MMA decision victories that I thought were incredible. And it's usually when two people beat each other bloody. And it's a close fight. And it would be almost impossible to judge. And they both look like they just threw their lives on the line for the win. And sometimes... That's when I respect a decision victory and I just, I, I love fights like that. But most of the time when it goes to decision, a fighter knows they won the first few rounds and then avoids the other fighter the next round or two just so they can get the victory and not have an additional explosion into their cauliflower ear or disfiguration of their face. You know, it's, it's just... Not the way to win when you want to gain the respect of the fans and the UFC Commissioner Dana White. Speaking of Dana White, he was not happy with one of the referee's calls in the Ed Herman fight where Mike Rodriguez had actually kicked Ed Herman in such a way that Herman dropped to the ground and looked as though it would be a technical knockout and he was just finished. But the referee, Tony Tonioni, hard to say his name, Chris Tonioni, actually called it a low blow and gave Ed Herman some time on the side to recover, even though the kick was clearly nowhere near the genitals of Ed Herman. In fact, it was a clean kick that should have easily won the fight for Rodriguez, who then, after Ed Herman was given a chance to recover, lost the fight eventually when Ed Herman slipped Rodriguez into a Kimura and tapped him out later in the fight. So a for sure victory for Rodriguez was physically given away by the referee in something that Dana White called disgusting and embarrassing, and he ripped into the referee afterwards, calling for the sanction, for the companies that run you know, the, the fight sanctions and the, the rules and the regulations of them, calling for a change to allow replay in the middle of a fight. As it stands in the UFC, you cannot have a replay, make a decision on the fight, Until after the fight is over. So Rodriguez has a chance to appeal this loss. Which UFC Commissioner Dana White paid him as if he won anyways. Because that's the kind of guy he is. He's not going to let somebody get a win stripped from them in the middle of a fight. And handed to another fighter. And then take a loss and not make the money he was expected to make when he clearly would have won that fight after just getting Ed Herman to the floor with a kick that was a definite technical knockout. So in the end, Dana White takes care of his fighters, but he's calling for the replay to be able to be used in the middle of a fight so that if, if somebody questions a low blow, they can replay it really quick. And if it's not a low blow, start the fight right away. Don't give the fighter five minutes to recover. Because that sometimes, and in this case was, enough time for him to come back and win even though he had clearly lost and was on the ground wincing in pain. So for me, I agree with this. I believe the UFC should get replay. They're doing replay in the NBA. They replay things really quickly. And they overturn calls all the time. They're doing it in every other sport. Why not In MMA. Don't forget folks. Next week on Saturday. Is UFC pay-per-view. Headlined. By Colby Covington. Versus Tyrone Woodley. In what is surely. A political match of the ages. The absolute. Lover of Trump Covington. Versus Tyrone Woodley. Who I don't know his political stance. And it doesn't matter to me. It's not about politics on this show. But I can guess he's probably not a fan of Covington. And this will be a matchup for the ages. Check it out next week on Saturday on pay-per-view. Don't miss out on that one. Well, folks, today is a sports day for the Peter Gabbett podcast. As we know, The NFL has returned, and it really pops off today with just game after game after game. For me, the big game, Seahawks at 10 a.m. But the Chargers play the Bengals at 1.05, and for San Diego, especially some people that are still holding on to the idea that the Chargers may come back here or are still Truly a San Diego organization, even though they clearly left to L.A. and stabbed us all in the back. It's going to be an important game. First one of the season. We will see if the new L.A. Chargers can truly contend, although it should be an easy W against the Cincinnati Bengals. The game of the night sees the Dallas Cowboys against the Los Angeles Rams and that is truly LA's team. When you go to the when you go to LA, there's no Chargers fans. They don't care about the Chargers. They find them to be like the redheaded stepchild of the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams were LA. They left. They came back. They're an important team to the city of Los Angeles, and they will always be number one to those folks. And I respect that. And they're expected to be great. Once again this year, can't, can't deny the talent they have in their organization. But for me, I want them to lose. And I want the Chargers to win so that they can gain some popularity. And when SoFi Stadium opens up, we don't have to watch a Chargers kind of riding the coattails of the Rams in their stadium that's shaped like their logo Because it's just embarrassing. It really is. And either way, the funniest part of this whole scenario and this whole new COVID style, only 15,000 fans allowed per game, they're all six foot apart, space, everything, is not even... It doesn't have anything to do with the sickness itself. What it does have to do with is the cancel culture that we all live in now and the Washington Redskins changing their name To the Washington football team. Yes, today we will see the Philadelphia Eagles play the Washington football team. They don't have a name. They're just, they're blank. They're the football team. I certainly hope they figure out something better and more clever than that name because it's garbage just like they are. Well, folks, you may notice my voice sounds a little hoarse, and that is because for 11 hours straight yesterday, I was forced to wear a mask at my new job. This mask era must come to an end. I seriously feel as though a new disease will come about from re-inhaling the carbon dioxide that you exhale instead of oxygen. On a constant basis throughout the day, not to mention the fibers from the crusty piece of crap face masks that were given that I saw a video on how they make some of them in India with like 70 people sitting on the floor stacking them up next to their bare feet, putting them into packaging in an area that was completely unsanitary and disgusting and then shipping them to American stores to sell them, this needs to end now. This face mask thing is unbearable. I could not breathe when I was doing anything with movement or heavy lifting and I'm huffing kegs in a bar, so it it's hard to breathe in this thing, not to mention it just gives your face and neck a rash from wearing it all day. It's given your face ingrown hairs. Some people are getting acne from it, chapped lips. I'm telling you, this face mask thing is more detrimental than it is helping us not get the COVID germs that everyone's so afraid of. I hate the mask so very much. I hate it. We all look like Sub Zero and Scorpion. Get over here! I mean, I don't want to walk around like a Mortal Kombat character. I feel like an idiot. I look like an idiot. And we are all idiots for wearing the stupid masks. <laughs> Apparently I'm not the only one that hates masks because a patron at the 710 Beach Bar and Grill in Pacific Beach here in San Diego attacked a bar manager because he had been asked to put a mask on and the bar manager suffered injuries including a broken nose, a concussion, and just a shattered feeling of self-respect and he the bar manager explains that he feels now more as though he's a rule enforcer than an actual bar manager or worker at a bar in any way and i totally agree with these stupid new covid rules in place we're now asking workers to tell people what to do with their f- bodies physically Before they're allowed to buy things from us or step into our establishments or if they've already stepped in, we then are trying to force them to do something that nobody wants to do, which puts us in a position where we're going to aggravate people and then possibly get attacked like this poor man did, who is now forced to miss work for two weeks to recover and... Just what happened to him is insane. There's a video posted online. It's terrible. You can see he goes outside to address an angry patron who is mad because supposedly the security guard for the establishment was rude to him. Then, as one of the people begins to push a female bartender, the security guard and manager step in front of them and tell the guy... They can talk about the issue. They just need him to put on a mask. And then out of left field, a punch gets thrown directly at the head of this bar manager who gets knocked the hell out and immediately turns to his fellow co-worker and tells them to call the cops. And it's just sad to see that a simple request like putting on a mask can get somebody so agitated that they will attack and that does not make me happy to be in a position where I now have to enforce enforce the mask wearing rules, which I don't give a shit about. I honestly don't care. If you're not going to put it on, I'm not even going to stop you. I, I'm not. I will not tell somebody they have to leave because they're not wearing a mask. I want their money. So I'm going to take their money and then they can leave. That's it. Folks, it's time for the portion of the Peter Gabbett podcast known as Real Stories, brought to you by me, Peter Timothy Hankst, and Barbecusion, that's B-B-Q-U-S-I-O-N. And today, I am going to tell you the story about when I made my own jackass video back in the day. Yes, this was right when people were getting you know, famous for YouTube crap, whether it was scaring the shit out of random people on the street and facing backlash, or whether it was stealing something on camera for fun and then running and then giving it back and saying they were just kidding. I mean, I've seen videos of some weird stuff that made people famous, and I was thinking... This is ridiculous. People are doing some stupid crap these days. And so back in the day when I was about, well, maybe 22 or 23. Now, maybe earlier than that. Probably, probably just 21. I decided to make my own version of Jackass, which I will admit is quite entertaining and is currently posted on my YouTube channel, which you can see under Northwest Jackass video, and you'll seriously love it. There are things such as me gargling a douche. Bad idea. Terrible, terrible choice, by the way. Vinegar. Just just a wretched flavor. Not recommended in any way. Also, me uh, eating hair gel. Yes, eating hair gel. There were things... No, not so jackass as they were just me being a complete idiot, like smashing a VHS tape on my face and head until it virtually disintegrated. Because you know what? At that time, VHS was gone. It was over. It was time for DVDs to take the reins. And now it's Blu-ray. And actually now it's just digital media. There is no, no discs anymore. We don't mess around with discs. But on this jackass video, there's also a funny video of me scaring the shit out of my wife and me battling my wife with mayonnaise and other things that we got into a middle-of-the-kitchen food fight during filming. Yeah, there's a, a portion of the film of me abusing my old friend Fat Ryan, including stapling his shirt to his arm, having him eat live flies, And coin change. Yes, he ate, I think it was about 36 cents worth of change or something. Probably some of it's still in him. But there is also a video of me burning off the armpit hair of my old friend Jay Sheffield with a lighter, with a Zippo lighter, nonetheless. So so if you want to check out some weird and messed up stuff... You might also see me eating a bowl of warm vanilla sugar lotion. I believe it was a Victoria's Secret brand. With a ugh, all kinds of messed up rancid milk. I think at one point I eat coffee grounds, a pickle, and some raw eggs. I mean, the list goes on and on, people. There is some messed up stuff. That goes on in this jackass video that I made before YouTube stupid crap like that was even a big deal. Before people were YouTube famous in any way. I made like I think it's probably a 45 minute long homemade jackass. And it has some fantastic stuff on it. Check it out on my YouTube channel. You'll seriously laugh your ass off. And I must admit, I should be extremely embarrassed about even telling you about all this. But I'm not. You know what? I have no shame. It's all gone. No humility. Out the window. It's all me. It's just me on the Peter Gabbett podcast telling you about my life. Take it or leave it, folks. Thank you for listening to the Peter Gabbett podcast today. It means the world to me to have listeners like you. I appreciate each and every one of you. I hope you have a fantastic afternoon, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Now, since I told you about some old jackass videos I made, I may as well bring back a song that I probably have played in the earlier segments or the earlier episodes of my podcast, but I have to show you that it exists because it's also hilarious and quite embarrassing for me, but oh well. You know, I'm at that point, like I said, there's, there's, no, there's no more embarrassing me. I made a rap song. Actually, I made a few, but probably one of the catchier songs I made in, seriously, five minutes. I wrote the lyrics to this in five minutes and wrapped it in one take. Here it is for your enjoyment. Have a good laugh. It's called All We Do, and I made it when I was like 20, so feel free to judge me 100%.
1: Yo, all we do is smoke hella weed all day. All we do is smoke hella weed all day. Don't ask me this again, cause you know what I'ma say. All we do is smoke hella weed all day. Even though I close the next three days in a row I'm gonna blaze a fat bowl before every shift Here I go On my way to the bus stop There's a cop So I must stop smoking this pipe That I just bought from the hot box head shop Keep going, can't be late for work If I do my boss, will be a jerk and a juke Man they think they're so smart Switching my name on the floor chart So I start in the way back Where I can't stack any loot Cause every asshole wants a boot Gotta talk to the host to get a table Cause then I'll be able to tip out Before I dip out and sit outside Waiting for my ride Got no pride left in my heart So I start smoking on the way home Take a fat rip till my down, And I'll be blown hey yo all we do is smoke hella weed all day all we do is smoke hella weed all day don't ask me this again cause you know what i'ma say all we do is smoke hella weed all day i'm blazed blunted hot as hell here's a little story biggie's bout to tell i got the glass on glass triple perk diffused fresh water iced up and it's ready to use as the up. That hazy smoke. I pull out the bowl piece, inhaling then choke. I have the zigzags and the swishers, sweep the Philly blunt wraps and the Vega treats. When I call up Pete, all he wants to do is smoke a fat blunt on the street. So take a seat and listen to the sick track and sick beat. And all we do is smoke hella weed all day. All we do is smoke hella weed all day. Turning that green into different shades of gray All we do is smoke hella weed all day So as you can see, all we do is smoke weed All we need is a seed to produce a tree Which'll give me a means to succeed Feed on this chronic that I got It'll make your brain rot and get caught up In a heap of wood pot till you get so distraught Your heart stops from a blood clot When I'm at work, I smoke till I get off, or at least till I cough, then I smoke more, that's why I'm so poor. Gotta take the beer cans back to the store to get some more money for some dank, maybe stop by the bank or neighborhood bar and grill so that I can thank the expo Phil for making me some beats that were ill.